Hey, it's KJ with Living Christian, and welcome to the Bible Reading and Coffee Drinking Podcast. If this is your first time here, what we do on this podcast is read a chapter of the Bible, drink a little bit of coffee, and talk a whole lot about Jesus along the way. Each episode dives into Scripture and discusses it in a somewhat modern and relatable way. I'll also be answering some questions from my social media followers. They'll submit a question if you'd like me to answer it. Oh, and we'll drink coffee along the way as well. Although our main focus is reading the Bible and drinking some coffee, we will also occasionally be doing some interviews, some random other messages along the way, so be sure to check back often. If you feel the urge to support the podcast, you can do so right here on the podcast page. If this podcast helps you grow in your faith, maybe consider sending it to a friend or uh, maybe dropping a rating or review. It certainly helps us get the word out. And also, make sure you check out livingchristian.org for Bible verse lists, Christian blog, an apparel store with a bunch of Christian t-shirts, hoodies, hats, and more. It's awesome. All at livingchristian.org. And if you're there, make sure you use the code PODCAST20. That's a special code for 20% off our entire store, only for our podcast listeners. So PODCAST20. Use that when you're on livingchristian.org. Now, let's get to the episode. Morning, everybody. Uh, we are in Galatians 1 today. Uh, welcome back to another episode of Bible reading and coffee drinking. We're going to wait for a few people to come in here on the live broadcast here on Instagram live on a Friday morning. Hope everybody's doing well. So if you're listening to this on the on YouTube or maybe later on the podcast, just know that we record this every Monday and Friday on Instagram live. So jump join us on Instagram live and we'll go through this. So if this is your first time here. Hopefully uh, you're having a great week. I'm going to go ahead and paste this in the comments what we're reading. We're in Galatians 1 today. We're going to pin that comment so you can see it. Uh, we're on Galatians 1 today, and we're going to go through the whole book of Galatians over the next few weeks, okay? There's six chapters. We'll do two a week, so uh, I guess it'll take us three weeks to get through Galatians. So I want to kind of read each one. They're pretty short, pretty easy to read. Uh, we're going to go through them and read them. If you're first time here, welcome aboard. We read a chapter of the Bible. I'll take some questions at the end, uh, and we'll get out of here on our Friday, which is great. So if you have a question for me that you want me to answer, at the end of the session here, uh, on the bottom hand corner, there is a little question, and uh, put a question in there, and um, I'll I'll try to answer it as much as I can. So thank you for uh, daily on family. Just bought a badge. I think the badge thing is somewhere on the bottom. Uh, you guys are back. I love you guys. Thank you so much for buying those badges, supporting our ministry. If the best way to support our ministry is either through the badges here on the Instagram Live, or uh, if you want to buy some apparel on our store, that supports our ministry for sure. So check us out at livingchristian.org. Uh, we have a little sale going on on hoodies right now, so check that out. Uh, and uh, it's cool. It's fun. It's exciting. So get you some apparel, get you a t-shirt or a hoodie as uh, winter comes up. So, all right, we're going to hit Galatians 1. Put your question on the bottom, and we'll hit it in a minute. Uh, but let's hit uh, Galatians 1. So for those who don't know, Galatians was written by Paul. So this is part of his letters, so, right? So some of these churches have been established throughout the region, uh, all the way up in Europe and in Asia and different places, as Jesus kind of commissioned the apostles to go out and spread the word and set up these churches in the book of Acts. So we get to the letter that Paul is writing to the uh, to Galatia. So this is the Galatians. You read Ephesians and Philippians and Colossians. These are letters from the apostle Paul that he's writing to these churches. And at this instant, uh, he's kind of upset with them a little bit uh, because they've kind of deviated away from the gospel and kind of gone on their own. So we're going to Read this letter. We'll talk about it a little bit along the way, but that's the context of it. So Paul uh, is writing this letter to the church of Galatia. So uh, in typical fashion of letters of that time, I got the big boy mic here in case you're wondering, I'm recording this for the podcast. But uh, in the times, they, they kind of started the letters a little backwards than what we do here. So he, he introduces himself, uh, greetings from Paul, and he talks about kind of who he is. <clears throat> and then he kind of gives instructions on, on what the letter is about. So let's read. 
Uh, Galatians 1, greetings from Paul. Uh, this letter is from Paul, an apostle. I was not appointed by any group of people or any human authority, but by Jesus Christ himself and by God the Father who raised Jesus from the dead. So right off the bat, he's kind of establishing who he is uh, and his authority to write this letter to them to kind of point them back on the right path. Okay, and hopefully you guys have your Bible. You can follow along on Galatians 1. So, so he's establishing right off the bat that he is an apostle of Jesus Christ, appointed by Jesus and God the Father. And these are not, he's not appointed by some man or some human to come talk to them or to write them this letter, but he's appointed by Jesus Christ to go out and tell them what, uh, what is happening. <clears throat> so he says in verse 2, All the brothers and sisters here join me in sending this letter to the churches of Galatia. Uh, verse 3, May God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ give your grace and peace. Jesus gave his life for our sins, just as God our Father planned, in order to rescue us from evil world that we live in. All glory to God forever and ever. Amen. So he starts off kind of with like a little bit of a prayer. I'm going to have a sip of coffee. If you have your coffee, get your coffee. It's early morning here. 8 o'clock in the morning where I'm recording this. I need my coffee. I'm drinking a little pumpkin spice coffee this morning. Uh, the season. It's going to be like 94 degrees where I live today, but uh, I'm taking, I'm trying to get a little bit of fall in there with a little pumpkin spice coffee. It's good. Uh, so anyways, he finishes the first part of this uh, letter with kind of, you know, giving them uh, this grace and peace message, which is pretty consistent. You'll see it through the other letters, but that was kind of the way it was back then. So you kind of tell you who you are, you send your message and you, and you, and you wish them all or, uh, you know, grace and peace. But he establishes, and it's important at the beginning, Jesus gave his life for our sins, just as God the Father had planned. In order to rescue us from this evil in which we live, he's making sure that they understand that he's coming from the authority of Jesus, and his letter is going to be about focusing on Jesus Christ and about that being the good news. Okay, So he's, he's kind of establishing that right from the beginning. I'm Paul. I'm an apostle. I'm from Jesus sent me and Jesus saved us from our sins. So let's uh, he sums everything up at the beginning. Let's keep going. All right. There is only one good news. This is kind of where he's going off. And this is the reason why he was so emphatic at the beginning about establishing that he came from Jesus and Jesus gave his life for our sins. So I am shocked. This is verse six. I am shocked that you are turning away so soon from God who called you to himself through the loving mercy of of Christ. You are following a different way that pretends to be the good news, but is not the good news at all. You are being fooled by those who deliberately twist the truth concerning Christ. Okay, so what was happening at that time? Let me get a sip of coffee. What was happening is has he he looked out of these churches uh, that they had been established across you know the, the region and, and he was getting disheartened because they kind of already started deviating from the pure message of Christ, okay? So what happens is they, they you got to think about who these people were at the time, right? He's going out to preach to Gentiles, but he's also preaching to converted Jewish people of the time, okay? So the message back then, the way to get to heaven was you had to be circumcised, you had to uh, follow the Mosaic laws, right? Even follow some of the Levitical ceremonial laws. So they were the way and a path to get to heaven. And Jesus basically absolved those things and said, hey, you know, the way to the Father is through me, as he's quoted uh, in Matthew. So uh, he wants to make sure that people are keeping focus on what the good news is, which is that Jesus Christ came down, died for your sins, ascended up to heaven, sits at the right hand of God, 
And if you believe in him and follow him, then you'll join him. That's what that's the message. That's the good news. But the, our church of Galatia is getting a little wonky on that and starting to kind of go back and, and embed some of these Jewish traditions in here and kind of having a mixed good news, as they call it. Right. Uh, let's verse eight. Let's uh, let God's curse fall on anyone, including us or even an angel from heaven who preaches a different kind of good news than the one we preach to you. I say again what we have said before. If anyone preaches any other good news than the one you welcomed, let that person be cursed. Verse 10. Obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of God or of people, excuse me, but of God. If pleasing people were my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. All right. So he's basically coming out, not necessarily accusing them, but frankly, kind of calling them out a little bit and saying, hey, what I hear about this church in Galatia is you guys are you're kind of preaching the wrong message. You're not preaching the pure good news about Jesus Christ. You're kind of preaching the, your version or your translation of this, right? I'm going to call you out on it and say this is not. And if anyone preaches other than the good news, then they'll be cursed. And I love verse 10 where he talks about, obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. If pleasing people were my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. I mean, think about that today in our in our own lives. Even maybe the church you go to or the people that you listen to, uh, whether it's on social media or whatever that may be. Are they trying to win the approval of people or of God? Because if pleasing people were my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. What he's saying there is you've got to be pure heart. Okay? You've got to be focused on Jesus and Jesus alone. If you're preaching some sort of mixed, watered-down version of the gospel, that's not good. You're going to be cursed. And I'm saying this because I love you, but I'm also saying this because I'm Christ's servant, period. I'm not trying to please you or make you happy or to coddle, coddle, coddle you, excuse me, or to, to be gentle with you as a church. I'm telling you the straight facts because he says he is Christ's servant. It's pretty bold, but he's got to be direct because obviously what was going on at that time was not uh, of God. Uh, so I, I that's probably unfortunately common even in today's world is very common back then right you gotta think about it things in our life that we we make big changes on and it's so easy to revert back to where we just came from or revert back to what we just did i mean we do it in our day-to-day -day lives all the time i mean you you kind of and i do it all the time you get on a, a diet and exercise program it's it's challenging but you get you're excited about it and you move and then all of a sudden two months later you fall back and you only work out once a week or you you know you grab that cinnamon roll or whatever that may be it's so easy to kind of go back to the behaviors that we always were used to and i think this church of galatia and others were doing that a little bit and paul had had enough and he's just going to call them out and say hey you know we established the church it's all about jesus and you're you're, you're kind of losing your way a little bit all right let's go into verse 11. paul's message comes from christ Dear brothers and sisters, I want you to understand that the gospel message I preach is not based on mere human reasoning. I received my message from no human source, and no one taught me. Instead, I received it by direct revelation of Jesus Christ. Verse 13. You know what I was like when I followed the Jewish religion, how I violently persecuted God's church. I did my best to destroy it. I was far ahead of my fellow fellow Jews in my zeal for the traditions of my ancestors. But even before I was born, God chose me and called me by his marvelous grace. Then it pleased him to reveal his son to me so I proclaim the good news and G about Jesus to the Gentiles. Ooh, so I got a couple of things to pack on this one. No sip of coffee first. 
two things. I guess the first thing you need to understand, if you don't understand, maybe you do, is that Paul persecuted Christians, okay? He was hardcore. And he had such a miraculous kind of recovery from that. And not only becoming a Christian, but writing most of the New Testament, right? So he came from persecuting Christians to leading Christians and leading and establishing these churches, okay? So that's a, a massive transformation uh, from Paul. So he once again, he establishes the fact that the gospel message he preached is not based on some sort of human writing or human reasoning, but of becoming is, is direct revelation from Jesus Christ. Like he gets it from Jesus. Now, it's, it's interesting on verse 15, but even before I was born, God chose me and called me by his marvelous grace. And it pleased him to reveal his son to me. So I would proclaim the good news about Jesus and the Gentiles. So a couple things to pack in there. One is, before I was born, God chose me. That shows that his soul and his being, right, was alive and, 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 and known by God and loved by God even before he was actually born. Think about that. Think about that in today's world and what we're dealing with in our society and the arguments over abortion, etc. So think about that. Two is, he persecuted Christians and killed Christians before before converting over and becoming a, a, a preacher, so to speak, okay? So God knew that, right? Because he says, before I was born, God called me by his marvelous grace. He had already graced Paul, even though God knew what he was going to happen. He knew the end run, right? He knew how Paul was going to change. He knew how he was going to be saved. He knew that he was going to learn how to love Jesus, okay? So there's hope. There's hope for all of us. No matter what you've gone through in your life, no matter who you were before, you met Christ, right? God knows you, and he's wanting you to change. He changed Paul. He knew Paul from the womb. He knew Paul was going to do what he did. He loved him anyways, and he changed him. That should give us so much hope of what we've all been through in our past and what we've done in the past. I'm not perfect. I, you're not perfect. Uh, we've all failed, that is for sure. But no matter what you've done, God can still use you and fill you with grace. All right, uh, verse, uh, we're still in the middle of 15, or 16, rather, I'm sorry. When this happened, I did not rush out to consult it with any human being, nor do I go to Jerusalem to consult with those who were apostles before I was. Instead, I went away to Arabia, and later I returned to the city of Damascus. Verse 18. Then, three years later, I went to Jerusalem to get to know Peter, the disciple, and I stayed with him for 15 days. The only other apostle I met at the time was James, the Lord's brother. I declare before God... That what I'm writing to you is not a lie. So he went to uh, Jerusalem, hung out with Peter for a couple weeks, got to know James. If you don't know, James is the brother of Jesus, the half-brother of Jesus Christ. He wrote the book of James, which is one of my favorites. Uh, and so he got to know them a little bit. So what he's trying to show you here is, and show all of us here, is that he did not get his teachings from them. He's not repurposing their message. He, he met them, got to know them, and... He declared before Jesus the message and, and the good news. He was touched by Jesus. All right. After that, verse 21, after that visit, I went north into the provinces of Syria, Cecilia, and still the churches in Christ that are in Judea didn't know me personally. 
All they knew was that people that people were saying the one who used to persecute us is now preaching the very faith he tried to destroy. And they praised God because of me. All right. So this goes back to the the transformation of Paul that we talked about earlier. Right. He, he went from um, he went from persecutor of Christians and, and he was a, a bad guy and people were afraid of him as a Christian because he was leading the charge in some ways to changing and doing a complete 180 and preaching the good news of Jesus Christ. The reason why God did that is because he wanted to show the Gentiles out there and the Jewish people out there that the fact that you can be changed. We are born anew. We are changed because of Jesus. And no matter what you've done, I'm using this individual who you're scared of, who you persecuted you before, to show you that God can change anybody. It's fantastic, isn't it? So that's Paul's message in Galatians. We're going to hit Galatians 2 on Monday. And so this whole this whole Galatians uh, uh, book, all six chapters, are the letter from Paul. So it's quite uh, quite fascinating. So hopefully you guys like that, okay? Uh, if you want to, we'll, uh, you know, uh, read ahead if you want to, or get your Bible ready for Monday, and we'll hit Galatians 2. So hey, put your question on the bottom here. Uh, and while I wait for some of those questions to come in, I, if you're listening to this, if on the podcast or on the YouTube, uh, as I mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast, feel free to join us on Mondays and Fridays on Instagram Live. So I record this at the same time. I've kind of gotten a, a new method. I used to um, do these uh, Instagram Lives a couple times a week, and then I would record a podcast separately in, in there. I just felt like um, maybe it was easier this way. And uh, I had a lot of people that were listening to the podcast that would message me and say, man, I wish I would... Uh, I want to be a part of your lives. So uh, now we're going to do them all at the same time. So you can either listen live, which I would love for you to do, and chime in with some questions, or uh, or you can join us afterwards. So I'll get this up on the podcast and on YouTube uh, later this morning. So if you missed any part of it, make sure you check it out over there. So all right, uh, as I mentioned earlier, the badges are on the bottom. If you'd like to support our ministry, that would be great. Uh, more importantly, uh, chime in with some questions. Let's hit a couple of questions, and then we'll get out of here. Then we'll get out of here on the weekend. Um, from not being Christian and now reading the Bible and going to church, how do I know I'm Christian? All right. Thank you, Timothy. That is a great question. So, anyway, how do you, how does one know? Uh, I think what you're trying to say is how do you know that you're saved, right? Um, how do you know that you're saved? Because Christian is a label. Right. Christian is a label that we use to say that we are a follower of Christ and thus we are saved by Jesus. So how do you know that you're saved? Uh, and so if you're if you're previously not a believer and now you're reading the Bible, now you're going to church. That is a great start. You know, I named our, our account here Living Christian because I I want to make sure that everybody um, acts like a Christian and lives like a Christian and is saturated by Jesus, <clears throat> excuse me, seven days a week. And that's my focus. So my advice to you is to do all those things. Go to church, read the Bible, listen to podcasts, listen to Christian music, whatever you need to do. But you've got to make that choice, that decision to follow Jesus, right? That is your choice. You are saved the minute that you drop your old life, and follow Christ. He will welcome you with open arms. He's already there. He's just waiting for you to do it, right? Jesus is literally waiting for you to accept him and to acknowledge the fact that he is the way to heaven. That's it. So the, if you make that decision, right, wholeheartedly in your soul, 
then yes, you're saved. You can call yourself whatever you want. Call yourself a Christian. Great. Uh, more importantly, call yourself a believer and call yourself saved and a, and a lover of Jesus Christ. Uh, that's the most important thing. But yes, if you do follow Jesus and he's, he is definitely your path to salvation. You can call yourself a Christian all you want. All right. Uh, let's see what else we can answer here. I got a lot of them here, so I apologize um, if I uh, miss your question. Um, what testament should we be following? What testament? Um, you, you need to be reading and, and understanding that the entire Bible, Old and New Testament, uh, are important uh, to your salvation. And what I mean by that is the entire Bible is about Jesus. And if you don't understand that, and if you don't believe that, then you haven't read the whole thing and studied the whole thing. At the beginning of Genesis, it talks about uh, we, right? It's kind of confusing. Like, what is we? Why is God referring to himself as we? Because it is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus was right there from the beginning. First John talks about the, the fact that Jesus was there from the beginning. In the beginning was the word, the word was God, the word was God. It's right there in First John 1. That is the fact that Jesus was at the beginning and the end of the Bible. So yes, you need to be following, so to speak, or reading and understanding this entire book. Okay. Now, the big difference is, is uh, in the Old Testament, you have a lot of laws. Uh, you have the Mosaic laws. You have the, the, the Levitical laws, which are really cultural at the time. And those are all laying the foundation of from the Jewish perspective at that time of how to get to heaven, right? And then Jesus came and kind of, absor not absolved all those, but he, what they say in the Bible is he fulfilled all of those, if that makes sense. Uh, so do you, do, you, do you need not to, uh, thou shalt not murder? Do you, does that mean you shouldn't murder people? Yes, right? Of course. And why? Because you love Jesus and because of you want to live like Jesus, you obey that law. Does that mean you can't have a tattoo or can't trim your beard or you can't wear mixed fabrics? Or you can't uh, eat shellfish. No, you can do those things. Those are different. That's not the Ten Commandments, the Mosaic Law. That's the Levitical Laws. Those were very cultural and specific at the time. Uh, so it's, it's hard to understand that sometimes. But in reality, that's a lifelong kind of learning process that we all go through and figuring it out. Uh, I'll tell you, I, I like, um, you know, I always like to tell people if they haven't started the Bible yet to start as uh, in, uh, in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, get to know who Jesus was, read the New Testament, and then go back to the Old Testament. That's what I did. Uh, I've done that. I've done that recently. I, I read the the uh, New Testament the last half of last year. I'm reading the entire Old Testament this year. Um, I don't know where I'm at now, but day 285 or whatever it is. Uh, so it gives me a better context of the fact that as I'm reading the Old Testament with that mindset of that fact that it's all about Jesus and it's prophesizing Jesus and it's talking about Jesus. All the books, Proverbs, Psalms, Isaiah is talking about Jesus. It's all there and it's all about Jesus from the beginning. It gives me a different perspective. Uh, so that's 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 would be the advice I would do. Uh, give you as you're trying to learn how to understand the Bible a little bit and kind of which testament to abide by. It's not about one or the other. It's about uh, all of it, if that makes sense. So yeah, let's do one more question then. We'll get on out of here. All right. Do, 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 do. All right. Where was Jesus during the three days before he was raised from the dead? That's a great question. There's some uh, There's some controversy about that, right? Uh, he d does talk about how he, you know, preached to lost souls. 
uh, during those three days. So the general consensus is that he went down into hell and preached to the people who didn't know him at the time, right? The people that had died before Jesus had come to the earth. That's kind of the general consensus, so to speak. So uh, that's that's best answer I can go. It's not real totally specific in the Bible. I like I don't like to make things up. I don't like to interpret things. I like to read the Bible and take it for what exactly it says. <laughs> and so there does reference the fact that he's in there doing that. So the general consensus he went down to hell to talk to uh, to preach to the people who uh, who didn't know him before because they were on this earth before he arrived and they died before he got here. So that's a general consensus. I hope I'm right. I don't know if I, I, that's that's what most people think. All right. Um, I got one other thing, uh, one other question that we'll get on out here. We'll pray. We'll pray at the end. So uh, one, somebody asked me um, uh, if we do this on every Monday and Friday. Yes, that we're doing it every Monday and Friday. And if these are archived, they are archived. If you're on Instagram, you can go to the reels or the videos page and they're all on there. I actually have a playlist uh, called Bible reading, coffee drinking. So you can look at all my old ones. We did it. We've done it for all last year. And this year, so I don't know how many episodes there are of that. If you want to listen to the podcast, go to Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast. And you can search for Bible reading, coffee drinking. And there's, uh, I don't know how many episodes. I think this is episode 20 on that. Okay. Uh, and listen to that. Or you can go to the YouTube page and check it out over there. All right. So let's say, uh, let's pray real quick and we'll go about our, uh, our weekend. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for bringing us the word today. Thank you so much for uh, kind of spurring this conversation on and helping us learn through the book of Galatians. We know that we can relate to that, Lord. We know that at times we fall back into old patterns. We fall back into the way we were at times before you, you know, we accepted you as our Savior. And we're sorry for that, Lord. But we're learning and we're getting, we'll stumble and we'll get back up and we'll keep walking. We promise that to you, Lord. But we thank you for bringing this message. We thank you for bringing us the reminder that we're not alone in our struggles. We're not alone in our backsliding. We're not alone in our stumbles. But we know that you're always there for us, Lord. We know that you're always there to pick us back up and lead us into the right path. Please be with everybody that has watched this broadcast on Instagram Live or listened to it in the other places. Bless them. Protect them. Give them the strength to get through whatever they're dealing with right now. Whatever they're stumbling with, whatever they're struggling with, help them get back up, Lord. I pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, guys. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Thanks for joining me. We'll hit it again on Monday. Uh, make sure you check out livingchristian.org for all of the goodies and resources that we have with Bible Verse List blogs and stores and podcasts and everything else at livingchristian.org. Talk to you guys later. See you all on Monday.